But Suicide Squad, give us the rundown. Was it another shitty Marvel movie? Well, it's not Marvel, for one. It's not Marvel, it's uh, DC. All the, all the, all the DC fanboys oh, are going to come yeah, for yeah. you, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> they replaced Will Smith with uh, <laughs> no, it's, Idris Elba. It's great. Harry is developing um, kind of like groups of people that hate him. Um, I know. He, st he started with women um, <laughs> in their entirety. Um, he's moving on to uh, fellow podcasters. Um, by fucking up um, trips to other places, and now also DC fans. And we could do, I mean, with that, I did Marvel and DC at once. Like, that was two <laughs> that's, that's great. So you got to get them together. People that are into comic books. <laughs> you brought them together for once, you know? Yeah, exactly. Unified, oh. in, unified in anger. What a moment, actually. <laughs> You're like All right. the prodigy, like Stanley. Well done, Harry. Okay, good. Welcome everybody to the XYZ podcast. Uh, I'm here, Harry Fox, with uh, let's take it nice and slow because that's irritate for not. We've got I'm here with my main man, Dean Ira. He's, he's a Gen Z. Harry, you come in determined to irritate everyone uh, yeah <laughs> this is your role in life exactly you're that npc who just is designed to fucking make it difficult exactly so the, the perpetual you gotta troll. say hi dean hi okay <laughs> then he took an arrow to the knee with christian breaker how are you christian i'm good i apologize for being unprofessional and started speaking into the microphone before i was introduced okay that's that's okay we can okay I it's do that a, all the time. What are you apologies to could be the theme for this episode. And we have today a, a special guest and friend and one of the first listeners, I think, to this podcast. Uh, we have Daniel with us. What's That's up? me. I was your number one fan in like 2020, early 2020. <laughs> yeah, it's so 2020, that podcast. <laughs> it's, it? it was so long ago. Yeah. Did it drop off after? Uh, as soon as I got a job, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you had things to do. Yeah. That's fair enough. lockdown ended. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, I mean, so Daniel we know. Maybe I'll just do a quick intro. So we know him. Actually, I think, like, most of us started about the same time doing comedy at Contiki, like all four of us. And Daniel was one of them. Is that about right? Like, no. Yeah, but when you, I'm talking Contiki, okay, I I know that Vanessa, Daniel, and myself, we all we all started around the same week or two, and and Did, maybe you two guys had done earlier shows. I yeah, Daniel goes back to that story where, um, as I was like kind of starting comedy, and then Daniel shows up uh, in town, gets on stage right before me, fucking kills it, destroys, and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta follow this guy, and I made some dumb like trying to like bring the crowd back onto my side and I failed miserably and then Daniel gave me that good advice afterwards. Oh, you should, like, what, you, what's that good advice? I don't even remember you anymore. You remember that? No. He was like, don't be an asshole when you're going to say, just say, give it up for that guy and then carry on. Oh, right. Because <laughs> I just went straight to insulting your parents or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, I'm not remembering this and I'm wondering if you, I, I would, I would, uh, it's probably happened. I'm probably just forgetting. Because uh, I was going to say, like, maybe you were racist and confused me with another Asian comedian, <laughs> but there's not that many of them, so... <laughs> not no, in Switzerland. Like one. No, definitely and not. it's you, the token Asian. But it's cool. It's also funny, so, though, because I, cool. I was hoping to get my retribution last week at Konziki. But I get on, I fucking bomb hard, and then you get on and kill it. I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, I mean, okay, 
sorry guys, everyone else like bombed, but yeah. I did okay. <laughs> <laughs> and by comparison, I felt like a champion. It was great. When are you, when are you leaving? Uh, <laughs> so just for context, so Daniel is a he's a global nomad. Uh, is that an accurate description? Uh, yeah, that's actually one term for it. Yeah. And and so he's. Maybe we'll get into all the places you're from and been to. At the moment, your your place of residence is Poland. Is uh, that right? Yes, yes, it is. And so he came back for a uh, like how long? Um, you're visiting visiting Zurich for a month, more or less. Yeah. Well, you pick the the best time of year, the fantastic weather, the uh, the joy in the city that is just tangible at the moment. <laughs> It's been raining and shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, been, it, it's been fucking awful. It was hotter in Poland. I was prepared for like Zurich August, which is usually pretty hot, but no. Yeah. So, That's fantastic. We started with weather talk. Yeah. Yeah, but still. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. But still, it's like, it's like so, so how's it been? When, when did you get back into Zurich? <laughs> I arrived about a week ago, a little, bit, a little over a week ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's been nice. It's yeah. been nice. Let's do it like this. Daniel, you travel a lot, right? Digital nomad. You do comedy gigs all around, right? Uh, Indonesia, Malaysia, here. I haven't done it in Poland because I got in Poland just in time for lockdown. So, you know. That oh, yeah. fantastic. So uh, all the mics were closed when you arrived? Basically. Mm. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. They didn't want an Asian person to get on the microphone. That's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, it was a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> How is the English comedy scene in Poland in general like? Uh, well, I didn't get to go to any shows because I was living in a smaller town called Radom. It's about half the size of Zurich, which means it's not that small. It's tiny. It's tiny for... So I, I came from Jakarta, which is like 20 million people, so, you know, mm, yeah. by comparison, it's tiny. But, three times the size of Switzerland in population. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just a little bit. But, like, uh, Radom didn't have any English comedy scene. Uh, Warsaw does, but my work schedule didn't make it convenient for me to go there to try it out, so, you know, just didn't happen. So, mm. for you, were you kind of, like, on a comedy hiatus for the time of the lockdown or did you do online stuff i did online stuff up until about january mm -hmm. and then, then i you thought, wanted to kill yourself yeah kind of kind of i had yeah. one show that broke me because uh it was like a zoom mic and i was on last and it was based in the u.s so like i was i was up late and i was like oh god damn guys it's five in the morning i'm still here you know? mm -hmm. and then they when it was my turn for the set i don't know if it was zoom uh but it kept on cutting away from my face so i did i felt like is something fucking up you know like uh -huh. Are they not seeing my set? Turns out they did. People did. But then I saw all the other comedians and they're all like checking their phones. Oh, <laughs> this is worse than a room. <laughs> it's way worse than a room because you don't uh, see that much of people checking their phones. But goddamn, I was like, if you guys aren't interested, then fuck. <laughs> yeah. At least there wasn't it someone like watching while they're taking a shit or something like that. There was one guy in his hospital bed, which was pretty cool. He did a, he did a set from the hospital. So All right. That did, was actually kind of cool. Did he address it or was it just like, did he just completely uh, like scooted by the fact that he was lying in a hospital bed? No, occasionally the nurse would come over and like, <laughs> ask him shit. And he's like, you, I'm doing a comedy set. He's like, can you keep my down? phone? <laughs> you know? The other patients aren't finding it funny. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was pretty epic, but you know. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little thing, actually, like, like, so you landed in Radom, like, right before lockdown. So this, do you speak Polish? Tak, mówię po polsku. Only a little bit. I don't even know how to say a little. That's like, yes, I speak Polish, but it's a, it's a lie. I, uh, I get by. <laughs> like, you're, you, like, you've got under 300 words or something, like. 
Three hundred would be a, would be impressive. Okay, <laughs> and you, you're there. You're there to teach English, right? Yep. So, how the fuck did you mentally handle the fact that you landed in a foreign country? You can't even talk to people, and you're in lockdown. Um, multiple things. Number one, I had an amazing podcast to listen to. Hey, hey. Oh. but ma'am, wasn't ours though. Which one did you listen to? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was. I was lying. I just wanted to say something nice to you guys. You know, that's mm -hmm. so kind of you. Sincerity doesn't suit you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like, um, uh, there were a few other uh, people like me. So native English speakers who come to teach at a school, so you make friends with them. Also, your other colleagues—they all speak English, you know. So that's something. Otherwise, there's a lot of uh, trying to struggle through Polish. Uh, yeah, <laughs> walking around. <laughs> Sadly, like I, I was figuring, like, okay, it's a lockdown. You're in a small town. It's not like you're going to do very much anyway because you're in lockdown, right? So it's okay. But after a while, especially by the time like things started opening up. The small townness really started getting to me. I'm like, oh, I ran out of things to do here. Yeah, but you're you're a creative comedian, so like, I was wondering, of all the places you've taught at as a comedian, like, which is the one that's given you the most leniency to discipline the kids in the class? <laughs> oh, like, here we what go. Level of abuse are you allowed to inflict? <laughs> can you bring? Yeah, okay. Can you bring full on Jakarta with you on this one? Like, <laughs> when, did you still go to school when they flogged people? I it was in a like, British yeah. school. <laughs> a small town in Poland sounds like yeah, you, yeah. you can pull to out the, gulag, the stick. You little <laughs> bastard. Yeah. Uh, one of my colleagues, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I'm a nice guy. Uh, other, other teachers told me that I'm just too nice to these kids, you know, and they deserve a little more harshness. But I, uh, one of my colleagues for a while was this Irish guy who was fresh from the army. Oh fuck! Oh <laughs> yes, he's, so he's taking out his PTSD. Just, oh, yeah. yeah, tossing potatoes <laughs> across the class. <laughs> you would take uh, those fly swatters, you know, mm. and he'd use those oh. for like some light spanking. Oh, that sounds dirtier yeah, than yeah. I was yeah, expecting, yeah, yeah. considering his kids. But he, he's fine. Light spanking, Daniel. I'm worried about you. <laughs> so is you it? Is it? A, are they kind of peer pressuring you because you're like you're letting the side down? Like these kids are, are getting. Oh, we could actually be treated in a reasonable way. We don't have to be beaten the whole time. <laughs> but I bet you is deal it? with that like validation issue where you're like, I want these kids to love me. They they're like my new audience. They need to laugh and love me, or I failed as a teacher and a comedian. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> but like, it's one of those things like being a comedian was actually a selling point during the interview where I could say like, I like to make people laugh. I like people to have fun. I want these kids to have fun so that they practice their English and they talk to me. Okay. Yeah. You, you want to have a, a positive reinforcement on, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the language itself. I wonder who's going to come out on top. The Irish guy who abuses them or Daniel. Who yeah. I, I'm wondering that as well. Also, it's just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining you just every single English lesson that you're teaching, you pretend it's like, it's your next gig. So I could just see you like nervously just looking at your nose. It's like, oh yeah, this is a good joke. I'm gonna try that this time. Like, What's the deal with X Y Z? <laughs> Pythagoras, am I right? <laughs> well, uh, one of the ironic things is that the comedy, the jokes that you think are gonna be funny, kids just don't don't see it. Harry, do you make your kids laugh? Uh, no, they they've tapped out of the whole thing. They're just like. Mm. Uh, I I have learned this the very very hard way that kids don't laugh at the same thing. Um, as grown-ups do, um, there was there was a, a Disney movie called Despicable Me um, a couple of years ago, and I went to see that because it had amazing jokes about the American banking system in there. <laughs> this is not, this is not really? a joke. This, this okay. is what gets you off, there you is, know. There is a sign 
like this dude uh, needs to go to the bank for a credit line and on the bank's uh, name it basically says Bank of Evil and crossed out formerly known as Lehman Brothers wow (laughs) and I'm in the cinema with my cousin and we are laughing out loud like just proper loud and I can see kids around us just turning to us like why are the grown ups laughing (laughs) (laughs) that's genius because you can't get sued by a company that doesn't exist anymore yeah yeah, it was brilliant it was a brilliant joke that's yeah. a joke for the adults you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, they have those in there in the in disney movies and stuff well that one's i think uh, it's sony pixar. that's sony right it's pixar yeah oh is it okay oh, yeah. or, i think Did it's I sony pictures this one up? Yeah. i'm not the only one offending like <laughs> people <laughs> film buffs yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay so. with offending people that like the minions too much like you know it's it's okay for me yeah yeah so and uh, like also you started a podcast yourself i did uh I- Tell us what it is about. Yeah. <laughs> I did it around the same time as you guys, which is apparently the same as like 200,000 other people. Apparently so, yeah. Like April what 2020, it was like yeah. suddenly podcasts coming out of yeah. our asses, you know? Yeah, but this is, n- now is the testing time. There's like the people with the willpower to keep it going. Like Yeah, you three. keep telling yourself. That. <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs> the first to fall off the wagon. Yeah, exactly. Then the rest that just fall off. It's true. Quite a few did. So we're, we're still going. We're still going. Uh, it's called Third Culture Talks. It's uh, about people like me. Uh, I have a co-host uh, just like me, and uh, although he's a younger fellow, so we had the generation gap kind of like you guys. But then, uh, but yeah, so basically we, we chat about stuff, our life experiences growing up internationally. We invite a lot of guests on who have that similar experience just to share stories and hang out and stuff. That's kind of it. So when you say growing up internationally, this is something that has fascinated me because uh, you and I, we actually haven't actually met. Not in person. Not in person. So really? we, we just had like, no. This is the first time that uh, that we uh, meet each other. He's looking um, me right in the eyes as he says this, face to face. Yeah. Um, th- tell us about the the way that th- you did grow up. Like you you grew up in Jakarta, mm-hmm. um, which is um, an amalgamation of all sorts of nations and creeds and whatever. That's sort of true. Yeah. I mean, there was an interesting thing. A co-teacher of mine in Indonesia, he was wanted to set up a debate in the class, and the debate topic was: Is multiculturalism good? And he had to sort of set up the, the, the thing for these teenagers, you know. And he was basically saying, Jakarta is a multicultural city. And from the outside, people would think, wow, but they're all Indonesians. But for Indonesians, they say like, oh, you come from Sumatra, you come from Java, you come from Kalimantan, you come from Sulawesi, you come from everywhere. And that it's, in a, it's a mixing pot of those cultures. So it's a good reminder that it's not just national either. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, basically, short version of my story is that my parents are Vietnamese. They came over after the war, and then I was born, my sister was born, we were born in Texas. I lived there until I was about three, four years old. Then we moved to Indonesia. I grew up there going to a British international school. Mm-hmm. Didn't always sound like this. <laughs> I, was just, I was just wondering, all. who beats out the proper accent? Oh, out of fucking Michigan, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sound a bit more like Harry, and then I didn't even notice it until I went to the US, you know? Uh-huh. And I... I fucking hell. I arrived in Ann Arbor, Michigan, right? And uh, did, did you go to uh, University of Michigan? I did, yeah. Oh, nice. And I arrived with my dad. We checked into a and B, and then while we we're in the hotel room, he tells me like, "Dan, you have an accent." And I was like, <laughs> "Wait, how what? did your dad say?" I was eighteen. It? How did he say it? Oh, exactly? he's—I uh, he, don't know—his own accent. What's that? I, I, can you do that vaguely? I don't know. I can't into. I can't no, no, What Dean wants is that you do a Vietnamese father's <laughs> yeah, accent. Weird accent. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's a—I've never tried before. <laughs> <laughs> you 
sound for to me it sounds kind of normal. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, but he grew up in South Vietnam and and he went to French schools as well and, mm. and English schools, and then then he studied in the U.S. So you know, he he lived in Boston, New York, and uh, and Texas. So yeah, but um, no, when I was eighteen, I moved to Michigan, and uh, he, my dad was the first one to hint it to me that like I might sound a bit different from everyone else. Uh-huh. And then I met all these normal Americans, and even though we'd been back to the no, U.S., no, it's Michigan. It's not normal Americans. <laughs> I mean, we're from Texas, so <laughs> yeah, what the fuck enough. is a normal American? Step up. <laughs> but we were at uh, whenever we went back for like Christmas and stuff, we would visit my family. But they're all like Vietnamese Americans, so you're not really you're still in a bubble. So my one American experience was like a summer camp when I was like 12 years old. Uh-huh. That was the first time that I was like, "Oh, this is what Americans are like." Marshmallows and the sticks and a fire. Yes, yeah. I did. I did. It was fun. It was cool. But uh, they didn't know what to do with me either because it was in Maine, and they're all like East Coast kids, you know. <laughs> and they're like, "Daniel from Indonesia? Where is that?" You know, kind of thing. <laughs> but um, but no. I, then I went to college. I met all these other Americans, and they were all like, "Wow, you sound so British." And I was like, "What? How the old? <laughs> How dare you? Was, no. there, was there ever the old? Oh, your accent's so cute. I should have taken more advantage of that. Okay, but I didn't. Yeah, hindsight is a bit shy. I was a shy eighteen-year-old, shy-ish. You know, I, I had no problem making friends. It was just you know approaching girls. Not female friends. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> female friends. Yeah, too many female friends. You know what I mean? Oh, that time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but Harry, uh, I've been there late. But I met a guy from Rhode Island. No, well, no he was from Long Island. So uh-huh. he had that ridiculous, like, East Coast oh, accent. Oh, yes. It was amazing. That's a wild accent to begin with. That That's subtitles at times. Yeah, yeah. But then he was the one to say, like, hey, on, say that again. I said, what? Say water again. And I was <laughs> like, water. Or water. Or whatever it was I was saying at the time. I don't even remember. And uh, then he was like, no, it's... No, wait, 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 wait. No, it wasn't water. It was girl. He said, say girl. I said, what? Girl. <laughs> And he's like, no, it's not girl, it's girl. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> in Michigan, they also say, uh, y- you guys have heard about like soda and pop and so on in the yeah. U.S. It's a thing in the south. In in most of, most of the U.S., they call sodas soda. In uh, the south, they call everything Coke for some reason. And then in the like Midwest, they say <laughs> pop for everything. So the one day, I think two years into Michigan. I said, hey, let's go get some pop. And my friends turned and looked at me with the brightest eyes, like, oh, you're one of us now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Oh, God. I thought in the South they would just call it the N-word or something. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I'm from the South, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the only Asian Ku Klux What, what did you mean, the, the global South? <laughs> oh, I'm so that's also true. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I agree with that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Actually, I'd like slightly awkward questions. So, was there ever a thing? Did were people ever like, "Oh, you're f- originally from Vietnam"? Like this happened all the time. People were trying to figure me out. So, where can I get the best bun me? <laughs> <laughs> They didn't ask me that. That's one of Vietnamese. Actually, the weirdest thing was actually encountering Asian Americans because on paper I'm an Asian American. Yeah, but I had no idea of that experience because I didn't grow up there. I grew up in Asia, you know. So they were trying to fit me in a box. They were like, "Are you fob or are you not?" What's, oh. what's, what's fob? Fob is fresh off the boat, which uh. means you're like new immigrant. You haven't Americanized yet. Yeah. But I was like speaking fluent English, and uh, with an American passport that I was born with. But so not a fob, but still weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they just couldn't figure me out, and so, that was the whole thing. Yeah. What's the link between then your accent and your identity? Like, do you is there any kind of association in your own head, or do you just struggle with identity in general? When I was 19, I had a big identity crisis about this because mm. I was like, "Hang on, what am I?" 
some people tried <laughs> to tell me, oh, okay, so uh, so I was okay. I met other Vietnamese Americans, and I was like, yep, not not really one of those, you know. I met people from Texas. I met one guy from Houston for my definitely not one of those. <laughs> well, I met a guy from from Houston, and I was like, oh hey, I'm from Houston. He's like, oh, I'm from Sugarland, and I was like, I had never heard of that before. That's a strip club, right? No, it's a huge. <laughs> that's in Vegas. <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge area of Houston. I had never heard of it because I didn't grow up there. So mm. he was like, "How do you not know that?" And I was like, "Shit, I'm not Texan either." And then I, uh, some friends are like, "Well, you lived like 14 years in Indonesia. You must be Indonesian." And I was like, "I think growing up in Indonesia as an expat teaches you you're definitely not." Mm. I, but I tried to make Indonesian friends, and we didn't really connect on that level. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, it's not working either." And then I, uh, <laughs> in the Wisdom of 19 years old, I took a, uh, like my spring break, I went to England to visit friends. And <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know, right? I <laughs> didn't go to Mexico, didn't go to Florida, went to, I went to I, sunny I go, fucking England. I want to go to a place with rain and stale beer. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. One thing that has be common, honest, and no sense of party as well. It's like, what? I, that, that I do I disagree, disagree with. Yeah. They got the same jerks drinking downy beers outside of the can. Also, at yeah. 19, there's a limit to the party you can do in the U.S. Yeah, that, okay, yeah. That, that's smart. Yeah, that's a very fair point. And number two, that's why you have Mexico. Oh, yeah, that's true. But... You're definitely more Asian because that was a very calculated move right there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I spent like a week in the U.K. I was traveling around visiting friends, and this was like 2004. So it was like pre-Facebook. It was a lot more indie, you know. You had to. I had to write down my friends' nice phone face. numbers. It was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> wow. Called them from pay phones. It was crazy. Mm. Got lost a few times, but um, but uh, that was when I was like, oh, this feels a little bit more like home, you know. Even though I'd never lived in the UK, but I was just like, okay, I went to British schools my whole life. A lot of my friends growing up were vaguely British. Mm. Well, they're international kids like me, so they also didn't feel at home in England. But we didn't know that at the time. But uh, but I went back to the U.S., you know, feeling like, okay, you know what? I'm going to choose one because obviously you have to choose one. Uh, and I'm going to declare myself British. Uh, <laughs> I put a Union Jack flag on my dorm room door. <laughs> Fuck yes. I started saying bloody, even though I'd never said bloody in my whole like childhood. I thought it was the stupidest thing ever, but I started doing it because I was trying to reclaim my accent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I was 19. How we were all you, 19 once. How do you manage all this? This is just like a cultural mess. <laughs> yeah. But like, your dad wait, walks wait, in. Wait, on top of this, mm -hmm. so how many languages do you speak? You speak Bahasa, you yep. speak uh, Vietnamese, yep. English. Yep. Go on. <laughs> I learned German when I got here because after Michigan, I came here. Sure. And then uh, I had been learning French my whole life. So my French background is not fantastic, but it's okay. And Spanish is pr out of practice, but I can speak it too. I can get by. I survive. Fuck. Have you done it's comedy in all me. those languages? Uh, nope. <laughs> not, mm. not comfortable being Germans funny. Germans aren't funny. German. <laughs> hey, Bahasa is funny. Bahasa is funny in itself. It's a great language, it's, actually. It, it's it's an incredibly funny language because anything. The the one thing that really struck me mm. is just anything when you want to multiply it, you just say the word a couple of times. That's the plural for him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what? There's yeah. no plural. You just you just repeat the word. So how do you explain an orgy? Uh, oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> so, Multiple fucks. Yeah, I guess. Here's, here's a little fun fact of it, like little fun like word, word thing in Indonesian. So if you want, uh, the word hati means technically it means liver, yeah, but in cultural understanding it's like your heart, you know, because in a lot in a lot of traditional cultures your feelings came from the liver, not from your heart. Mm, yeah, I, I, I know that hungry, feeling yeah. on the, the next morning after a night out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But the way you say careful, you want to say like watch out, careful. Hati, hati. You would say hati hati, which means li- you're like basically saying livers, and uh, that you're supposed to be careful. Which oh, like I think feelings I would. as well. Kind of like yeah. watch out. Okay. The, the British it, it, equivalent is I, hangover. I, did I tell you this? It's a thing about Chalan. Like Chalan means street, oh, yeah. but fuck off means Chalan Chalan. Uh, means to go walking around. Yeah, but you know, take a walk. I guess take a walk. I guess it depends how you say it. <laughs> Can yeah. you do New Yorker? Hey. Can I do New? Uh, do you want a cup of coffee? I can't mm. really rate that. <laughs> Man, that was. <laughs> That was like Irish New York, I know, I know. fresh off the boat, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> the most game. of the New Yorkers claim they are, except for the Italian crowd in Jersey or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the funniest thing about Americans is that they all—they're all like constantly seeking to like attach themselves to the motherlands. Yeah, of like three generations ago, and it's like cool, guys. It's it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't have that argument in South Africa because people are like no, no. This is Ireland, actually. <laughs> 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 this is my answer. This is for him. So oh, yeah. here's, a, here's another funny thing about Daniel is that back when you used to live here, you were also a tour guide. And mm. like, how how did you get into the tour guide business as someone who is is not at all Swiss? <laughs> well, uh, showing people around the city. I number one, I needed a part time job. And something I was studying at the time, so it was something flexible that you could do on the side, you know. It's, it's a flexible schedule. And it combines an interest in history, an interest in walking around. And uh, <laughs> I had previously worked as a hotel manager, so I, li- I liked working with my people skills and just kind of put everything together. To be honest, sorry, children. But uh, it's it was my favorite job that I've ever had so far. So <laughs> Good tour guide thing? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Why, why do you think that? Uh... Number one, like I had so much control over what I was going to talk about. They gave they give you a preliminary script, you know, but like you make it your own, and then you make it up on the fly. Yeah. So, you, <laughs> so you treat it like an improv show. This, yeah, this, this is, is the Taj Mahal. <laughs> basically, not, fridge... not having a boss, in other words, like uh, yeah, no, no one's really like micromanaging you. Yeah, so, so you walk through Zurich. It's like this church looks old. But was only built twenty years ago. It's actually made of Lego. (laughs) (laughs) But like, part of the fun thing about Zurich is also that like, people come in with no expectations. Uh, Yeah, I'm not. They shouldn't. No one knows shit about Switzerland. (laughs) They come here for like chocolate and clocks and Alps, and and that's kind of it. Get those. (laughs) If if people come to Zurich for a tour with a tour guide, they didn't come for money laundering. Like, you know what I mean? They didn't look at Google Maps and see you can just walk through it in an hour. I think it's more. Yeah, it's more like what the fuck even happens here is Mm -hmm. the entry point for. I think they're like they're doing a tour through Switzerland, so they're going to the big tourist sites, Luzern, Zermatt, whatever. And then it's like they just happened to go through Zurich because they had to fly here or something like that. Yeah. And it's like All the right. airport is close. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's convenient. But it's great because they just go in with an open mind. Mm. I think if you're tour guided in like <laughs> Paris or London, places like that, people have expectations. Yeah. Uh, okay. But these guys and, here, they leave with a closed mind. <laughs> <laughs> What's the old saying about uh, universities? Like people go in know- thinking they know everything and then they leave knowing that they know nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Zurich. <laughs> but it was cool actually I've, i did one of daniel's tours because he was doing this thing called a chocolate tour and uh, this was this i actually i normally i hate fucking tours around cities but this was awesome because you were you were taking us around chocolate shops and 
And, and I think I learned some things. I'm not sure. Did you tell us about Winston Churchill or something? Does oh, yeah, that sound yeah. Like... He was hanging out in Zurich quite a bunch. He and, did, he did. Because uh, yeah. he did this some treaty after the Second World War. But the biggest thing is just simply, by the end, I had this big sugar high of all the chocolate we ate. That's probably why you remember it so nice. And Yeah, it was. and Because usually on a... On, it's basically standing around listening to someone for long times just makes you kind of like docile and sleepy but with the sugar Welcome to hit. the XYZ podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But wait, okay, so what is the favorite spot or the favorite fact that you learned about Zurich when you were a tour guide? So you follow the script, you follow that you go to the main sites and then as I was doing tours, especially in the downtown, the old town, I came across this plaque which became my favorite plaque in the whole city. And it's mm -hmm. a little plaque that says in this house, and in a big font, Johannes Kaspar Lavater lived here from this year to yesterday. And at the bottom, in smaller print, and he was visited here by, you know, Goethe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. And then right across the road, there's a uh, here lived uh, the father of the Russian Revolution. Uh, just a little down the way, yeah, no. yeah. And it's next to like a Roman antiquities art shop with a giant stone phallus, which is prominent in the window. <laughs> the giant it's amazing. Dick. I've always wondered about it's amazing. it. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, Lavata, I was like, who the fuck was this guy? He gets huge fonts. Nobody knows anything about him, but Kurtz, yeah, the most famous German author ever, just like tiny print. And I was like, I got to find out more. And I did, and it became part of my tour because I like I actually went to the, they have a house called the Lavata House where they keep his collection because he was an intellectual and wrote stuff. And I went up there to visit it once on its open day. And the lady up there was like, wow, you just came in here? We don't get anybody <laughs> except for like German literature students, you know? Oh, for real? Yeah. So I was like, so, right, I'm just interested. Okay, but so he's not only famous because someone much, much more famous than him visited him. <laughs> which, to be honest, I would die on that credit. You know what I mean? It's like, if I would become famous because, I don't know, I was hanging out with Bill Clinton or someone less rapey, <laughs> I, I, I would be good for it. I would be done. Like, that's fine. People what? know me because I was hanging out with that guy. You're like, you sound like Aziz Ansari because he hung out with like Kanye West for a bit. I don't want to sound like Aziz Ansari. <laughs> I, do, I do, never, <laughs> never want to be compared to Aziz Ansari, ever. <laughs> Someone a bit less rapey. <laughs> Someone less rapey, yes. <laughs> On both accounts, also, actually. Yes. Yeah, both accounts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, no, Lovato was like fascinating to learn about because it was like, he was big into, I don't know about you, I don't know if you guys know, he was, you know, uh, phrenology? That's the measuring of the bumps on your head. head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he he wrote the book literally on something called physiognomy, which was like <laughs> judging someone's like facial structure and stuff like that to determine their, their intelligence. Yeah. And then it yeah, fell yeah, off yeah. the shelf and, uh, <laughs> and then... so the Nazis loved him. Probably, yeah. but he, oh, he wasn't around. For, he wasn't around for then. He was like you know seventeen hundred foundation. Yeah, but there was a bunch of cunts that actually created the intellectual. I don't know superstructure. Um, yeah, for, that, that created Nazism. It's, yeah. In a weird way. But it's weird. a long generation. Yeah, weird conspiracy theory. Do you guys know about uh, Usain Bolt? Yes. There's I mean. a link to him being third generation off of Jamaicans, if I'm wrong, that were uh, immigrants from Nazi Germany or something, and they were like experimenting with super soldiers. So, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys ever heard this? I've heard, of, I've heard something yeah. about it. What he's, the he's, fuck? he's way too tall to be that fast. Like, his body does not match any other body of one of the fastest people on Earth. And he's, yeah, super soldier experiment he's gone a wrong. German <laughs> super soldier. <laughs> yeah, because, did you see the Italian guy that just won gold in Tokyo? No. He's like small and stocky. He's got wearing gloves. He's like a complete opposite body, body type to really? Usain Bolt. Yeah. Did he beat Usain's record? 
No, not quite. Of course not. No, no, Super soldier. No. <laughs> German engineering. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. No. Oh, man. If only Hit were alive to see it today. You yeah, know? Sponsored by Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. There uh, must be a connection. <laughs> <laughs> But it, this probably also links to Bill Gates because, like, is, isn't all There's this stuff with measuring skulls yeah. is eugenics, mm -hmm. this whole. Yeah. And, and Bill Gates' parents were big into eugenics, so. He probably was read the right type of bedtime stories. Uh, do Do you really want to go there? <laughs> no, just we're just roaming around. <laughs> like, yeah, someone gonna, from the south. This so is going to spool. Yeah. This is going to spool out of control real quickly. Like <laughs> when when Bill Gates started suggesting that um, uh, African males should get circumcised because it would be. Um, less easy to contract AIDS. That was Bill one Gage of his. Stay away from people's <laughs> genitals. <laughs> yes, <please>. exactly. <laughs> None of that. None of that. Now. No one's injecting vaccines into your genitals, right? Um, is that a thing? I mean, Bill Gates's microchips are in there, right? Bill Gates has a microchip as a genital, so fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, I'm hearing his voice everywhere. <laughs> he's, it's bizarre. He's, he's, he's now everywhere. He's, it's uh, just, he's making your dick do funny things. You know? <laughs> and, and the weird thing is, is like, like at the beginning, it was like, oh yeah, these people going Bill Gates caused the pandemic. Like, what? How the fuck? But now it starts to come out like he was on Epstein's island, and like he's been having bi-weekly yeah. chats with Anthony Fauci. And as soon as like, he what got divorced, fuck? I was on Tinder that next day. I was like, "Where is his wife?" That yeah, she. <laughs> I'll show her Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did you try Bezos's wife? Uh, oh yeah, uh, she was actually hot. Yeah, I mean, okay. Can you imagine you, you, sleeping with his wife and just thinking about him the whole time? Okay, let, let's agree on this one. When they <laughs> wrote The Simpsons, did they have Bezos in mind when they created Mr. Burns? Probably. Or the other way around. The I don't, no, he I don't think so. I don't Be Burns predates Bezos. He, he yeah. does, but did you see Bezos when he still wor worked at D.E. Shaw at the hedge fund? The haircut? Same, same. I, 100% the same shit. I think it's the other way around. Bezos, like, like he modeled, modeled his life after Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Mm -hmm. But then he became cool and started wearing leather jackets. Actually, did you see that thing John Stewart's making a comeback soon? Have you seen this? You know, you know John Stewart, yeah, da yeah. Daily Show. He's got some, he's kicking up some YouTube show. They did this hilarious video about dicks in space where it's like, Bezos, uh, Zuckerberg, uh, Musk, and Mr. Virgin, I forgot his name, Branson. And they've all got flying dicks in space. This is like their trailer for the show they're going to do. It's fucking funny. I mean, it's obvious. Do, but they, do they often like um, hire thought... students out of Michigan University to go there? <laughs> to, to what? To... to go work at the space station for dicks? Daniel, are you, if are you, you could design a spaceship. I mean, obviously, it'd be dick. That's the most aerodynamic, aerodynamic <laughs> way to get through space. <laughs> Not that you need aerodynamics in space. If you need to pen <laughs> no, yeah, penetration is yeah, important. Pen you got to penetrate space. That's that, like that atmosphere. There's you know? <laughs> a Uranus joke in there somewhere. <laughs> Circle around Uranus. <laughs> no, I think we are about five years away from Elysium. Dude, that's pretty much what's going to happen. Matt Damon, director, was that South African South guy. South African dude. What's his name? Why the fuck do I forget? I, I don't buy it, and and the the reason why I don't is because if you look at what what is what what happens to you when you're in a space station for like an extended period of time, it wouldn't do much worse to these guys that they already gravity. are. 
Yeah. Like, look at Bezos. I mean, <laughs> seriously, if he becomes a blob, if he, if, if he goes all Wally, yeah. um, just to keep the movie references flowing, um, I, it wouldn't really damage anything. Exactly. He's got such a little fragile bone structure anyway. I guess. I mean, I mean, the thing Not is... Not on board with that idea? Not no, at all. I'm <laughs> just, I, I mean, there's so many things about it. It's going to be like... It's going to go like like billionaire Lord of the Flies. What do you like, think the... They're stuck in this this environment Daniel, uh, what do you together. think the future is going to look like on uh, the sci-fi level? A lot of the future is like... Like when you look back like 20, 30 years and then you imagine... You see what they thought the future was going to be like now. In terms of like, yeah, space so travel. basically it's going to be like... Oh, you want to talk space travel? I'm thinking in, like Elysium, where the billionaires, the richest one percent, go to live they, on a they better live on planet. This. I, I was going to say it's going to be more or less like today, but a little shittier. But technology is a little smaller. But you know, uh, microchips in the vaccine <laughs> in your penis too. <laughs> but like, but th- that's an interesting argument. So because uh, remember when we started off on Nokia cell phones? Mm. So um, very very quickly we went from really really large mobile phones to really really small ones. And then we bounced back, and mm. now we have these really, really large, fucking <laughs> yeah, like, de facto laptop computers around us. These little uh, iPhone thingies mm-hmm. um, now are huge. So you think technology is? We are now at the point where technology is just getting smaller. No, I wouldn't say smaller, but it's hard to predict, you know. But like, uh, cars are going to still be around. They're just going to change yeah, like how yes. the infrastructure works. And I, I, I'm not like a. I don't know. Come on, Daniel, you're the Asian here. Tell us what's <laughs> happening. We need to know. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought being from I'm Texas would be like, it's always bigger. <laughs> and like, I came into Switzerland and uh, I wanted to find a job here. And they only wanted to offer it to like, for as far as foreigners are concerned, to like STEM related people, you know? So like, I am in the wrong place for that. What do you mean STEM, STEM related? What do you mean STEM related? Like uh, science, technology, engineering, math, maths. Oh, okay. Know? I knew that. Yeah. Acronyms. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the only like kind of field that people were like, getting hired in. Basically, um, the only like risk that a lot of companies want to take is if mm. you're working in these kinds of fields. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but that, I mean, it's, I've had to hire someone in from the US before and it's such a pain in the ass mm. that you like you. Americans, it, right. It's going <laughs> to, no, it's the, the I mean, Swiss process for like if you're not on a country that is in agreement with Switzerland, it's so much work. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it, it cost me like more or less a week of working on this thing in total to hire one person. Did you succeed? Uh, we did in the end, but this guy had oh, we like fired that motherfucker. This guy was a postdoc in in AI, and and it still wasn't a, a walkthrough. They involved mm-hmm. like calling people at immigration. And, and now know. that whole system's automated by the AI guy. Yes, you exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. AI deciding no, and ah. yes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But I yeah, mean, this is a tough country to get into if you're not. And I, I like my background is more in the hospitality, hotel tourism industry. So you know, yeah. there's plenty of people who can do that. Yeah. They don't need me. It must be a mad Although, visa problem. <laughs> I am told. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that. I am told that like. Uh, in the hotel industry, it's actually harder and harder to hire quality people these days. People don't want to get into this industry because it's not doing very well. So now could be the time. Yeah, there's an opening. Right. Toilet cleaner. <laughs> I, I, we know how to penetrate now, right? <laughs> yeah. Came together yeah. So Daniel, so, so, so you're hang, wait. wait oh, so you're hanging out for another couple of weeks um, in in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Why? And then you go you go back to Poland. Yep, that's the plan. I'm coming with you, if you want. Food's cheaper. Yeah, people I, are prettier. Okay, uh, it's about the same. Okay, Let's bring coming. the quality <laughs> arguments here. Like, well, but I'm I, trying to like see what Daniel's no, reaction no, no, no. is. I, I'm like, and the woman, mm. and he's like, 
I'm yeah, but I'm like, I'm coming. <laughs> I had such an awakening on the flight over here because I flew Swiss, right? And then they offered like water and then they're like, oh, do you want to order something from the menu? And I looked at the menu and I saw like a little like uh, pretzel sandwich with like Brutenerfleisch inside yeah. for like seven fifty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's like a restaurant meal in Poland. But fuck it, my first overpriced sandwich in Switzerland. Yes, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Having it on the plane, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. yeah. What's uh? So Daniel, what's the um unifying thing from going around the world, doing comedy different places, teaching in different places, seeing the youth, seeing the old, like Harry? What's the like unifying factor that you've found or seen? And also you as yourself being so international and nomadic. Is there, are we all just like inevitably just going to shit or can we actually find something that unifies us all together as human beings said by the alien? That's a Bill Gates, shut up. Yeah, yeah. No, no pressure, Dean. Just you're just asking me to like solve the I'm world. I'm just asking. You could have been like, yo, just, we all got mm, look. Dean just needs a sliver of hope. Just give him a sliver. Just let me not go home and kill myself, please. <laughs> just something. Just something. So much pressure. Oh, just, just something like you could prevent the death. They always <laughs> smile at Starbucks all around the world. Like, yeah, there we go. Because they have Everyone to. likes coffee. Or... <laughs> Fine. No, like uh, it, it's more to do with the, the like teaching kids because what you kind of realize is that kids are kind of the same everywhere. Yeah, you know, I mean, they grew up in different shitty. families, cultures. Yeah, kind of shit. So you yeah. can choose but, if you want to raise a Nazi or <laughs> it's true or not. But so like kids, taxi drivers, and cops, same all over the world. Yo, more true than how you dare think. you group taxi drivers, kids with those fucking <laughs> bastards? <laughs> There's a hierarchy here of scum. Okay, <laughs> they're enough. at the bottom. This is a future episode. We gotta get a police, a, a police cab? person. No, fuck that person. I will fight them on no, the podcast. Live. She's gonna be one of those. those... She, he, I don't give a fuck. All right, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a cool one. They represent one. a system. <laughs> all right, you were saying so. Kids are the same all over the world. Kinda, yeah. They, they, they get into fashions. They're like, especially when like you see the kids who are like thirteen, fourteen. And that's when like puberty's hitting and everything like that. And that is the same everywhere. Uh-huh. They're going through stuff. But like there was a little optimism. I had a kid in a class like in Indonesia and he was just hitting, he was like 13, just hitting it. But he ha- he came into the classroom crying, but he wanted to talk about it. He was kind of wasting everybody's what? time, but wow. he wanted to talk about his feelings. <laughs> and I was like, this no. is really cool. <laughs> Not in my classroom, but really cool. You got out, you got out the fly swat, smacked him, said, "Swallow those feelings." Wow. No, he, like he, he yeah. like his like he had a crush. She was changing schools because she got the grades to go to a good school, and he didn't make it. And he wasn't feeling smart enough for his crush. And I was like, oh, "Damn, wow, that's so that's human, hard. kid." Like, talk about it, just not here, you know. But like, <laughs> circle <laughs> breaks. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wow. actually that's actually beautiful. Then, <laughs> when she drives by in a Mercedes ten years later, and he's sweeping the streets, oh. they fall in love yet again, and that's what unifies us all. <laughs> and she's like, Money. "Why did you never call me?" <laughs> and he's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys have any like um uh like uh, the one who left? What's the term again? The one oh, that the got, one got, away. got away. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have any of those? Many. <laughs> Yeah, all of them got away from you. Harry. <laughs> Any, anyone that unbounds themselves from Harry's basement gets away. I mean, some I got away from, but uh, yeah. I mean, going back. Why would you bring that up, Daniel? Are you thinking about someone specific? No, I was just thinking like you guys were painting this picture of this this kid from my, you know, mm. you know, and and the, the ones who got might have get away from him. 
Okay. Or okay. that might be the love of his life. You never I know. I was going the whole child abuse angle from the beginning. How <laughs> 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 we come with this fucking uh, go to waste shit? I kind of want to like segment yeah. that, put that in your Instagram. Why make it sweet? Yeah. You know? like, no. I don't know about your childhood, but mine I, wasn't fucking butterflies. Exactly. I have to talk something bitter. Exactly. This I'm uni- angry today. <laughs> this unifies kids everywhere, in, especially in Austria. Where they are <laughs> 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 very unified. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <coughs> oh man, the one that uh, got right, away right, for right, sure. Right. Okay, so we got to do some plugs. Guess what, everybody? Fuck me, Harry. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. <laughs> Try sell something properly for once. We're not going to Belgrade. Uh, it's a, it's a mix. <laughs> no, of say it with more enthusiasm. No, Come do on. plugs. Uh, don't put the negative news inside the no, plugs. No, 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 no. Because we'll the plugs are for Daniel. We'll do proper plugs in a minute. But Daniel, there's been somewhere in the hole. You may have maybe sense you tension. Sense the hint of tension in the room. It's kind of hot. Actually, we're in the podcast tower today, which is uh, very... Don't plug them. We have to pay for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but maybe they want to sponsor us. Fuck them. When they sponsor us, then we'll talk about them. Okay, all right. We're in the beep tower. (laughs) We're in in a tower. (laughs) Jeff Bezos' tower. uh, Full of ivory. Yeah. So we were supposed to go to Belgrade, and somebody, some motherfucker, some twat who maybe his you know maybe his life was coming apart at that moment who knows? so you make um, just uh-huh. i don't know who this twat was mm-hmm. fucked it up because he couldn't get his passport renewed yeah and that led to the whole deal crumbling i had and already messaged africa telling my whole family that i was an international I'm, famous wait, comedian wait 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 <laughs> i messaged Africa. <laughs> yeah. They How were like, my boy, you made it. You there's, did pro- it. there's like a go to Eastern people Europe. clapping in Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was Niger- parties in the streets. <laughs> Ethiopia's like, finally, something to They just think have about. this giant Twitter wall. Do you remember <laughs> do you remember Twitter walls from like eight years ago or, or ten? Like yesterday. Yeah, no, uh, conferences. They would have like a fucking wall where people tweeting at the event or yeah, anyway. Is you sending your message yeah. to Africa? Now we're not going to Belgrade. No, we're not going to Belgrade. Mm-hmm. I fucked up. Uh, my passport had expired in May. Uh, I was aware of the fact in July, and then by the and basically right now, I'd assumed last time I did it. How are you going to so, make up for this, Harry? Aren't you supposed wait, to do wait, that wait, like wait, six wait. months ahead of time before your ex- it expires? Yes, and not only that, you can't made me and Dean send you copies of our passports to. Book the fucking tickets. <laughs> this is yeah, yeah. This is where it this was, is where my mind fucking explodes. But it was about the the thing is is last time I last time I had to renew my passport, it took under a week. It was like there was an office in Zurich, so I have a German passport, and <laughs> I, like you go there <sighs> one meeting, and then your passport arrives like three days later, and it was so easy. Nobody now, cares. Now you got to like, yeah, Harry. Anyway, shout out to Ben Akiba. Shout out to who's the hookup yeah, that helped, so helped us make it happen? Um, Milica. Um, so check him out, Ben um, Akiba. If you are in Belgrade, go there. It's fun. We love. We're gonna organize another show soon and probably go back. We will be there. And apologies um, to yeah, Victor as well. So the, shout out to him. The for being show awesome. is not cancelled; it's postponed. And sorry for all the. I, I mean, I, if I can say one thing, I owned the fuck up. So I tried my best to find an alternative and a bunch of other stuff and sadly it, it fell apart but. but here's my question a- am i like your second 
like your backup plan after Belgrade? <laughs> Did no, you like the fifth? Belgrade would be <laughs> Belgrade would be in a week's time uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, so, okay. yeah. No, you're very valued. Don't worry. <laughs> Unlike Harry. I'm just wondering. Because <laughs> like me, whole city, you know. Yeah, well, but you're do, doing well. <laughs> but, but Daniel, that you, you went straight to that. It means, you know, like, is this an experience you often get? Like your, your people's backup plan? Don't, no, no, no. Don't deflect from your shame just yet. We're going to stay with you <laughs> no, for no. a little bit longer. Yeah. I was thinking we ignore what's not important and talk about how amazing Daniel is and how funny you are as a motherfucker and all the great lessons you taught me at comedy. And I appreciate and love you and think oh. you're quite kind of cute. For a fat bastard. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerity doesn't suit me either. <laughs> it's okay. I where, can, uh, where can people find you, dude? Um, uh, my own Instagram's at at dbnguyen85. You guys got to learn how that's spelled. <laughs> There's plenty we'll, we'll of Vietnamese people in the world. You just got to get used to it. Okay. It's just that one name. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, there's a fun fact with that, but we'll come back to it. Uh, my podcast is, uh, there. Our, our Instagram you can contact at is at thirdcultureT, just the letter T. Uh, we wanted talks, but it's taken. So you know, <laughs> we'll put we'll put this in the description. Yeah, yeah. The Third Culture Talks podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's on Spotify and all the other places because we uh, we host on Anchor. So five star Anchor ratings goes. only. God damn it! <laughs> or I'll come there and beat you myself. What is, maybe the obvious question is, what is third culture? Uh, so that comes from literature. So like, um, well, not literature, literature. But anyway. So basically, they discovered that kids who sort of grow up internationally, they develop what they call a third culture. So there's, in the old in the old days, what they would say is like, there's the culture of your home country, the culture of your host country, and then the one that you sort of create in mm-hmm. the process of being sort of in between and everything else. So a lot of people get this wrong. They think like, oh, but I lived in five countries, so that I'm, I'm a fifth culture kid. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. But like, because you're growing up with this in your developmental years, it has a long-term impact on you. So, uh, so by the time you're, you know, like later on, you, you just don't work the same. And a lot yeah. of the times when people repatriate back to their home countries, they don't really feel at home. Nope. And, uh, they don't know how things work and everything yeah. like that. And, and I had that problem. I had a, I, like, I had a big crisis when I was like 19 and, uh, not just the funny identity crisis, but yeah, a lot of the things, but that's how I ended up in Switzerland. So, because ah, my place parents with no culture and no personality, <laughs> you can just make up your own one. This, that reminds me of the old joke about Singapore. Like, what's the difference between Singapore and a plate of milk? Is that after two weeks, the milk grows a culture? Oh, Ooh. which is not accurate. <laughs> culture is more complicated than that. But, you know, <laughs> but like, uh, also, it's damn clean milk. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, uh, actually, it was a nice awakening because here, by default, I'm a foreigner, mm. so no one has any expectations of me. You know. So generally speaking, anywhere else. So like, the casual racism's fine with you? Kind of. Because I'm like, hey. <laughs> hey, you don't expect anything. I could be speaking any language yeah, and yeah, you yeah. wouldn't give a fuck either way. Like no one's expecting me to speak fluent Swiss German. Oh, I'm jealous, So dude. I can just surprise them. Yeah. Yes. People expect me to. Oh. And I'm like, why? Uh, so my girlfriend is uh, Cambodian, mm-hmm. uh, but grew up here in Switzerland. Okay. Uh, so she has this Swiss German down. Yeah, sure. But she had this experience as well where people would look at her and speak to her in English. Mm-hmm. And then she would go uh, full FOB. This was fun. Actually, this happened to a few, me a few times where people would come up to me and go like, oh, ni you know, which oh, is really, which is, but like, they're in, like in drunk an aggressive or way or nah, like not really. f- making fun of you, casual racism <laughs> kind of way. Well, here's the thing. I get to respond to them, you know, like, how do you do it? English. 
Kannst du Englisch? Ich kann kein Chinesisch, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah nice. Yeah, I've been yeah. doing it the way Jacob Zuma and Julius Malema do it. So whenever they're called out on mm. anything like corruption, like Julius Malema will steal a couple of million and a white journalist will ask him, where's all the money? He'll go, you are racist! You are racist! I don't know what, what's racist! That's exactly what I'm going to do next time. Well, happening. that's the thing though. Like, I guess This is what be the like... whole internet is doing these days. It's just like, whatever it is, just blame people. This well, strategy works. In this own. case, I get to be like, hey, I don't speak Mandarin. I'm not Chinese. Do you need help? Because I don't <laughs> speak Chinese. And I think that's fun, you know? Have you heard of yeah, Google Translate, you fucking idiot? <laughs> yeah, <Get out laughs> my face. <laughs> so uh, if, if so you, you just could, kung fu them down, ba ba. <laughs> if, if, sure. if you could, like, like visas and everything aside, mm. if you could settle anywhere in the world, where would it be? Uh, I have two favorite places at the moment. Zurich is one of them. Wow. I know. Wow. That's, I know. Get out of here. Even you must like abuse. <laughs> I well here's the thing. Assuming that everything went well, you know, visa's not a problem, sure. work permits, all this stuff. Zurich would be great. I like it here. The other place I discovered after leaving was Kuala Lumpur. I really like uh that city. Yeah. It's got a lot of the similar qualities of Switzerland in a way, because like variety of cultures, languages, things that sort of thing. Food's better though. Oh yeah, not uh, a hard, yeah. Not a, it's a low bar. It's a low bar. <laughs> I like Swiss food, but Malaysian food's the best. What is a Swiss food? What's what's a Swiss dish? What, are you just asking me for a random yeah, yeah, Swiss dish? Just throw it out. It's all stolen. It's all colonized from Asia. Really? Fondue is I'm just guessing. I'm guessing. It's not a meal. I'm discovering as I get older that like I am increasingly lactose intolerant. You know, and I and just so you are Asian. Okay, that's the thing. I didn't <laughs> I didn't even know what lactose intolerance was before I moved to the US when I was 18. Fuck I was all like, what's this fuck? You know? So, yeah. Uh, and no one cheese? ever told me. And then now my stomach is basically a boomer, you know? The older it gets, the more intolerant it gets, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Harry Harry knows. Harry can relate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's cool, man. Have you seen the uh the global flag? There's a flag designed that incorporates everyone on Earth. So it's like a human flag. Instead of oh. attaching yourself to like a national identity, they've gross. redesigned. It's quite cool, actually. They've okay. designed it well. Okay. Somebody actually put money behind it. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen it. So, so, yeah, like, check it out. Google it. It's like a. Is that the one from the flag. UN? No. No, I don't think. Uh, no, it's far better. <laughs> so maybe, like, uh, maybe one day we can all kind of put aside our differences and unite under a single flag and then fight aliens, those assholes. Is it like five colors, like a rainbow? No. Or, okay. That that seems to be the global flag these days. No, no. Okay. What okay. are you trying to make a, a homophobic no, just, joke here? No, I'm not. I'm just saying. Go for it, Harry. Come out the closet anytime. We're no, ready no. for you, dude. I'm just you will saying, be welcome with open arms. I'm just saying it's like if you a, want to suck it, a dick, we will get you a dick to suck. It's a popular flag. You see it everywhere. You talking about the the rainbow flag? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, because we have to do this this vote very soon. Um, is there another vote coming up? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Marriage equality in Switzerland. Ooh. Again. Ah. No, now it it's happening. Oh, it's the official one. It's the one. It's, it's fucking it, 2021. Yeah, it's not some it's not some fucking compromise anymore. It's actually the real deal. Oh, so okay, well, September how, is pretty fucking important. How do you think it's gonna go? Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be tight, man. What's the? What, <laughs> 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 well, you know how to penetrate, right? Um, with the know. right dick. Vote for the gay equal quality of marriage. <laughs> any any more plugs? Real plugs now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to Belgrade on the 13th of August. Yeah, I have I have a plug. Um 26th of uh, August, um we're going to have a show at uh, Comedy House and our headliner will be 
der lovely Frank Richter, Swiss guy. Hey, Frank. Um, and he's going to be heading the show. Young Denira will be on the lineup as well. I am? Cool. Oh, yes. The 26th? 26th of yeah. August. Am I doing your fucking calendar work now? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that I was going to be on there. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> that Seven show is going to be a great show because it's my birthday. Ooh, oh, are you coming? Nice. Are you around? I don't know. I might have plans. I don't know. Oh, I haven't damn. made them yet. Okay, cool. I have a little plug, a weird one. Fifth uh, of September, nice. starting an open mic in Lochagut at a bar called Dally's. It's it's called In Your Face Comedy. Very but nice. We're going to that one. We're going to be not in your face. It's going to be a safe space, and it's going to be it's going to be chill. It's going to be nice. Daniel, thank you so much for coming. You're amazing. I always love seeing you in the city. Thank you. It's nice to see you in the city. Too. <laughs> Sex in the city. Nice. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Ciao. Ciao. I'm so hot, guys.